Welcome to the Brian Thomas Podcast. Hello, Brian Rubiano. <laughs> Hello, BT. Hello, daughter Your Brian. hair looks amazing today, even with her headset on. Thank you. I, I know it. you pushed the headset a little <laughs> forward so that you would have an extra little yes. Superman bump on top. Mm-hmm. So how are you? What's up? I'm doing well. Um, you know, been busy uh, figuring it, figuring things out because um, like film, photo shoot, branding, all that. How, how about you? How are you doing? You know, kind of under reconstruction here at the office. Uh, we have Laura Hayes coming in this weekend. We have another big shoot. So I'm like, okay, it's time to remodel. I just signed the lease for another year here. So we're totally re- remodeling Spin Kick Pictures and making it more client-friendly. They have a little more space over in the client area. Woo-hoo. Oh, that's As you can nice. tell, Yay. even Blue's got her own chair back there. She's like, I know, your background She's changed. like watching. So anyway, I brought you on today because one, my, my branding person says I have to. And secondly, uh, I want to talk about branding because I think branding is a big part of uh, everything we do now. Um, for the longest time, it's been just about marketing and not really understanding what branding is. It took me a while to really figure it out. And since I've had you on board as far as getting me to focus a little bit different about how you brand and, and what is branding, especially for artists. So I want to gear this yes. little talk artist, artist driven branding for artists. There we go. That's what I meant to say. Branding for artists because artists are very right brained. They don't think about organizing and they don't think about marketing as much because we're just busy creating. So what advice would you give to, uh, artists that are already established, but have no sense of branding or marketing? Well, let me start off by saying that branding is pretty much like an umbrella. Um, are we, we're, let's start talking about personal branding. I think that is something that the art that artists can actually relate to, because personal branding has been around. It is um, pretty much who you are, and it's the core of your soul. It's pretty much your soul. So, it is your reputation and how you you nurture and manage it um, within your personal and professional circles. So like that's basically the whole essence of personal branding. Um, it doesn't matter um, what type of profession you are, but again, since we are trying to focus on the artist, it is very important to know that personal branding is kind of like think of celebrities, experts, or motivational speakers, or whoever your favorite artist right now, and Try to observe them and look at how they maintain their personal brand that they present to their intended audience. Basically, um, um, think of um, your story. The most important thing about branding, whatever it is, um, as far as like, um, as far as like whatever profession you are in, is to really know, to really hone into your brand messaging. Um, there are three parts of branding: brand messaging, which is the first stage. Brand identity, which is going to be the website, the logo, whatever, the color of your brand, and then the brand marketing. I think a lot of artists, um, I know we talk a lot about this, it's like they start with brand we marketing right to the without visual. knowing. Right to the visual, always. Yes. The logo, what yeah. it looks like. Yes, yeah. And the thing about it, because like logo is pretty much something that um, our brain can easily adapt to because it's visual. However, it's only 10% of brand um, strategy. 
um, 90% of the time, you have to focus on your brand messaging. I'm, I'm talking about brand messaging. Is um, Let's start with the story. You need to really know your story. I think what like, it comes down to is how people feel about... I've always been told it's people's gut feeling or how they feel about you, and that's your brand. Like For instance, like Nike. You feel cool when you're wearing Nike because of the things they talk about and about inclusion and about this and about that, as opposed to a different sneaker you don't really think about or Mac computers, which you don't have. I think it has the... <laughs> I'm a PC person. I know you're PC. See? But don't you, don't you think PC, you think business? And Mac, you think yes. artist? Why is that? Why do you feel like Mac is more artist, cool-driven? It's more creative. It's because the way that they actually um, brand themselves, at least Apple brand themselves as something that's more creative, that's more um, thinking outside the box. And usually being think, thinking outside the box and creativity um, resonates to a lot of artists. So a lot of artists actually buy Mac. Right. And for me as a PC person, like being working on executive, I've never had an Apple except for iPhone as far as like laptop because I feel like I I'm very organized. I feel like I can organize more when I'm using a PC. But honestly, so you could do, like, I could use a PC and you could use a Mac. It's just how you feel about it. It's the feeling. Because the thing about branding, it's about you're trying to sell the feeling, right. the emotion. You're not really trying to sell, a, like, a product. Or if you are a personal brand, you're not trying to sell yourself. You're trying, you're trying to sell that feeling because a lot of audience or whatever your target audience is going to be, they actually buy or they resonate more on the feeling and not what they think. Right. Of the right. So how do you incorporate that into a picture that you put on Instagram? Like, this is my brand. This is who I am. Mm. I see a lot of art people just putting that. Then you look at the picture and you're like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, but um, I call it like the thing about branding or at least for artists, like always start with your story because whatever you see right now on social media social media don't get me wrong made it so much easier for everyone to actually um use personal branding it is now for everyone and to anyone however social media also um kind of created this fabricated perfection mm -hmm. and the thing about personal branding people will not resonate to you if you're not human if you're not humanizing your brand because everything is like perfect. Right, right, right. So right. why so, do like people want to see more the vulnerabilities and the flaws? Because in order for you to be a real human, you need to actually show them your triumphs and tribulations. So that is your story. And that starts with your story. I think we I need some and, we need some applause for that. Hold on. Oh my, there's an applause. I just had a moment. I had a I had a Whitney waiting to exhale moment because I, when I went back into branding oh. for Brian Thomas films, as opposed to spin kick pictures, the spin kick pictures is my office and you and Renzo, the people that I work with from my branding, it, it's about you. It's Brian. It's, it's, you are spin kick pictures. So it's gotta be Brian Thomas. Like that name has to be in what, cause that's, it's you, you're the artist. This is what you get when you come here. So it's not like you're getting other people. It's not like we're hiring eight directors here. It's, it's you or you're the photographer. So as the brand, it's you. So you have to tell your story and my story coming from empathy and trying to understand both sides of the coin all the time. 
really kind of plays into my new brand messaging that you have here for me, which it's been really a, a journey working with you and Renzo on the branding because, like I said, it's, I always just thought of it as marketing. Like, hey, we're having a sale. We're doing this. We're doing that. And it's really so much more than that and humanizing it as your brand, humanizing it, yes. plays yep. into the human part of it. I think that's bigger. It does take longer, but I think it's really everything in the end. True. And because like at the end of it, it is important to know that personal branding is about you, as you have mentioned, because you are your brand and your brand is you. Like, just be yourself because everybody else is taken. I like that. So always remember that. And how can you be yourself if you don't even know your own story? Or you're not putting your own story out there. You're not putting on. You're not putting your vulnerabilities and your flaws because triumphs and tribulations are two facets of a human being, of humanity. And if you just show all your tribulate or your tri all your successes and all that, then you, it doesn't make you whole as a person. And then how can you actually come out with a personal brand if you're not putting yourself 100% to your target audience? Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. I think you, what was that saying? You got me this book. You gave me this book and it said, within every obstacle, there's opportunity to transform. Oh. And I live by that. And August Gold said the same thing. Like, you know, life is happening for you, not to you. I think it's just your mindset. And I think with branding, it's the same thing. Like, don't be afraid to fall and show people. I mean, not everybody wants to see you crying on Instagram for an hour, but it's more about, instead of... <laughs> Instead of telling your story, it's like, what are you going to do? That's, what are you going to do to change it? I think more people are motivated by inspiration out of, you know, tri triumph over tragedy kind of thing. Oh, yeah, especially nowadays and especially with like the whole resurgence. Again, as I've mentioned, personal branding has been around, but the social media um, made personal branding such an accessible thing for everyone. And yeah, as you mentioned, like, again, my, like, for me, my brand is about humanizing because I always believe that, like, humanize as defined by Miriam Webster is to address or portray in a way that emphasizes the person's individuality. Yeah. And, and that's, that's such an important individuality is a whole journey. It's your vulnerability. It's your success. And you've recently rebranded so, yourself. I mean, you come from a background. I of did. Being in the medical world, why don't you tell us your background for people that don't know you? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, well, I, I actually, I have a lot of backgrounds, but like, let's start off with like, I went to school. I actually graduated um, my undergrad, my bachelor is in occupational therapy. Mm -hmm. And then after I finished occupational therapy, before I really want to take EFA in acting, I've always been creative. I've always been an artist, but you know, like my parents, like, no, it's a hobby. I was like, and we're not going to pay for your school if you go to acting school. So I guess, yeah, I will go, um, I will go to medical field. So the, the closest as far as creativity is concerned that I think that resonates to me is occupational therapy because occupational therapy is 50% psychosocial dysfunction. That means I love the brain. I love how the brain functions. So I finished that. After I finished uh, my occupational therapy degree, I wasn't intending to take my licensure examination at that time. Because, yeah, okay, I'm done. I finish it. And then, you know, I love my mom to death. I love her. 
but sometimes you know we kind of have the same personality and i would i i i at that time i felt like i would love her from afar so i was walking in hawaii we were living in hawaii at that time so i was walking in there and then i saw a recruiting office the air force i was like i will join the air force because nobody ever think of me um, joining a military, being in, being in the military. How do you with that with I those little headphones? Me. You're very Top Gun right now, though. Are you I very know, goose? It. Go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, so I joined the military, so I went to the Air Force, and then the Air Force, my job in the Air Force was healthcare administration. So the, And then the Air Force paid for my master's, which is health services administration. So I finished my Air Force career, and then I joined the USO... I, I'm still always, I still want to perform and whatnot. So I joined the USO, um, Tops in Blue. And then I was actually invited to perform with them for a world tour for a year. So I kind of like, wow, I really love performing. So fast forward, I actually moved to New York 2007 to pursue acting. So I did all that. And then I kind of get disillusioned by the whole acting because of the whole um, me being Asian, being stereotyped. As like Asian, like like if you have an Asian role, this is for you. Like no, like Asian is such a diverse. Yeah, like working in the Chinese um, restaurant or right. being the waiter. Or yeah, the yeah, like or yeah, exactly. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go back to healthcare. At that time, I'm already licensed as an occupational therapist. So I started a staff occupational therapist. I and then I got promoted to being a director of rehab, and then. From being director of rehab, I, I was promoted to becoming a clinical specialist and a traveling supervisor, mostly covering the Northeast area of the United States. How did so, you get back into the arts? When did this happen? Well, this was 20, April of 2000. This was 20 years in healthcare. I know. I did that making 20 years. Money. So, I know, I know. I was like a supervisor. I was in a management role. And don't get me wrong, I love my company. They really um, kind of provided, like they opened a position that I wanted. However, in April of 2019, I was having a meeting with Abiel and Christine. Um, they're the subject of the documentary that I'm currently producing and you are directing. Follow me. So I know. So I know their story. I've known Abdiel for several years at that time, and I just met Christine. And then they talked to me about their backstory. As I was talking to them, you know, your backstory is so great that it needs to be doc- it needs to be in a film or documentary. And then they had this aha moment, and they called you at that time. And then you told them you need to have a producer for you to come on board. So they look at me after that conversation. I was like, can you just please be our pretend producer? I was like, eh, all right, why not? And believe me, I don't know anything about producing films. So I was like, yeah, okay, why not? Until you guys can find one. So in order to actually keep up with my pretend producer, pretend producer status, I actually um, um, went with them June of 2019 on filming filming so and i know they introduced me to you oh they introduced me to you is that right they introduced me to you as the producer you don't know anything about that time that i'm just pretending you you were really good that that's when your acting skills came forward (laughs) so and then just something just resonated to me at that that weekend that you know what 
maybe in order for me to really transform from within, I need to really aim for joy and challenge because happiness and joy are two different things. For me, joy is so much deeper. And I need to get the challenge that I want. So I took a leap of faith after doing it kind of like on, like kind of sort of part-time working as, um, as a clinical specialist and a traveling supervisor. I decided on February 14, 2020, I'm quitting my job. Well, lo and behold, a month after the pandemic hit us, I was like, oh, I mean, that's determination God. because even through that, you're still here. We're still working together, and, and it's really says a lot about you and your brand that you know you took a leap of faith, like you like you always say, and and you're still organizing, and that's still who you are, but you're doing it not that you didn't love helping people in healthcare, but this is a new area for you with with artists and branding, which is our topic today. Is you coming in and helping? Like I know a lot of artists in the city, of course, because this is what I've been doing for thirty years. So I know a lot of people that are so talented, but because they're unorganized, because they don't know their, they don't know how to communicate their brand, that it's just never going to happen. It's never going to come forward. And someone like you, I mean, just the, the, the short time we've been working together, things have transformed around here to where I can sign my lease for another year, which is amazing. And we're working on another film, P.S. Love Robbie. And, you know, you're yes. now on board to help with post. We're going to get distribution soon for Amy's Victory Dance, my first film. So having a, a, a brand person with a heart like yourself um, that really loves what he does is I just, I would recommend BrianRubiano.com for everybody out there to, I mean, you really help me and my sister. You're on board with a lot of people now with their, can't talk about their products that are coming out, but with their branding yes, exactly. and and even if they're if they're just modeling, not that that's a just modeling, because you know I used to model back in the day, and I very I was very <laughs> serious about it. Although I could never get it past five nine, I was like I want to be a model or I want to dance with Chippendales. If I like now you have social media and you have all these things that you can really brand yourself correctly, even if you don't have a lot of money or you don't have the skills, if you know who you are. And you had a conversation or two with Brian Rubiano, you'll know that the next post you put on Instagram shouldn't be, you know, your booty and this and that because you're trying to get likes if that's not your message. If that is your message, you know, live life, go for it. If my booty looked fierce, I'd be putting it up too. But, you know, if, if your brand is empathy and then you're putting pictures of your booty and stuff like that, on, it just doesn't, doesn't resonate. Yeah, that's true. And like, and you're right, like, let's talk about the booty or the physical aspect of who you are as a personal brand, because we see that a lot of it artists. But like, like, when you're, there's nothing wrong about it. There's nothing wrong about like putting on your like, your body or your, like, whatever you look like. But the problem is like, can you answer why are you putting that out? It's, it's about the why. Why do you exist? Why are you putting out your booty? Or why are you putting out like your perfect body? Is there a reason for that? If there's no reason for that, then you are pretty much doing the marketing and not really focusing on your brand messaging. That's that's key, is always ask the why. Everything you do, I'm taking this picture. Well, why am I taking this picture? And it's like, oh, wow, it all changes. It's like, 
I think, yeah, that's for me when you ask me that about even filmmaking, why are, you know, I, I always, I mean, I was totally a, an 80s music video child, love music videos, but why are you doing these music videos? And it's not that, like, even with Charisma, we did Higher Love, there was a message there and there was some spirituality and you can still be on brand and who you are within a music video if it's the right type of thing. Otherwise, it's just a job. Exactly. And if it's just a job, if, if there's no longevity about it because you're going to keep on changing. You're not going to be, you're going to be, you're going to be bored because it is not, it's not true to your, true to your core. There may be longevity, but it may not be fulfilling. You can be really good yeah, at doing music videos be... and do a million of them and make all the money you can possibly make, which now they don't pay much like it used to anyway. But at the end of the day, you don't feel fulfilled or that you're living your purpose. It's not satisfying from within. You don't, you don't, you don't get the joy that you want. Right. It doesn't because it doesn't complete you. So yeah, like again, um, I know I talked to you about this. As far as my my specialty as a brand strategy consultant is actually in brand messaging, which is the first step. This is without like look at it as without visual, right. which is so hard for a lot of artists because artists are very visual. I, right? And when you talk to them, like, what is your message? Well, is there a picture? <laughs> no, like, no, like, take away the picture. Yeah. Take away the, the visual aspect. Can you talk to, talk to me about who you are without visual representation, without the logo, without the photo? Then if you can tell that to me, if you can tell me your purpose, your vision, your mission, and your values, and your story authentically, then I think you do have a brand messaging ready to go. Then you can move on to brand identity. Within a one minute kind of so, elevator pitch, because when you meet people yes. and you're going to these networking type, you know, parties, whatever, you usually have one to two minutes to really kind of like introduce yourself and who you are and what you're about and what your business is about. So if you can't say those four things, purpose, vision, Mission, mission, value, and, and the one minute pitch. Watch Shark. I mean, they do it on Shark Tank all the time. You, you see them crack and burn. They do. And when there's a purpose and when there's a why there, it seems like they do better. Yeah, it's always about the why and not the what. Yeah, it's, um, like the what will It's fight. like this Jif peanut butter. Like if there was a why behind it, as opposed to it just tastes good, like, you know, me and my grandma used to, you know, we made this together and blah, blah. people would buy it just because it's all oh, that's that story. I love that. And then mm, it's even better now as opposed to because just Jif yeah. with cute colors. Yeah, because they're selling the emotion. Yeah. So what is the not emotion the behind creamy peanut butter, yeah. seven grams of protein? But like if you watch their commercial, it's all about like um, the mother preparing oh, the, the food and whatnot. With so, the kids. so you feel like, oh, family. Yeah. So it's like the family, that feeling of the family. Like now I feel, now I want to buy that because I feel like I belong to a family. Something to that effect. So, and also remember, um, again, for all the artists who actually wanted to start really honing on their personal brand, do not be scared to be polarized. I know it's hard. Like Donald it's Trump polarizing? Like how polarizing are you talking about? Well, Donald Trump until actually, and I'm not, I'm not talking about politics here. I'm just looking at him as a brand. Like he does know his brand originally until he went overboard, mm -hmm. I think. 
Overboard? So, like, yeah. you know. <laughs> Hold on, we need to laugh for that. You Hold know, on. like. That was. <laughs> he went beyond because, like, he's Trump. Like, when you hear of Trump, like, before, you think of business. You think of gold. Like, even, like, his color is gold. Yeah. Like, um, opulence. And he's that's very what people gangster. He has this gangster kind of. I'm not afraid of anybody, and that is his brand. I'm not backing down no matter what. Like the New York yeah. gangster kind of yeah. like, yeah. And that's that's, that's his brand, right. but it, it kind of messed it up. But like also on the other side of the spectrum, let's look at Mahatma Gandhi or Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like don't be scared to be polarizing because you know that you cannot please everyone. Because if you live by actually actually trying to please everyone, then you will not be satisfied because everybody's different, yeah. and that's a great thing. And also, if you know, uh, if you are polarizing, you will like at least if you're not scared to be polarizing. Eventually, you will know who your target audience is going to be. Because if you like, let's say for example, if you're trying to sell something cheap. Versus something expensive, mm-hmm. you put in your values, you put in everything. Now, like, you put out your new prices. Let's put it like I want you to like you know like based on your like talk to you talk to your experience about it. Um, like you put in your new prices, you really slash some of those like target audience that you think will actually resonate to that because those are not really your target audience because now what you're trying to sell as far as like photography. It's the value that you offer, not just right, like right, the right, photo. right, right. No. But I think the polarizing thing, unfortunately, has been everything's got to be so polarizing. I think what you said earlier about knowing your why is going to stop you from being destructive. Because if you're doing it just to get yes. attention, I think that's what we're talking about. Trump, like, I think that's where it's bad when you do it like the yeah. news, a lot yes. of the media is it's, it's just to get your attention because you have to get someone's attention first. So if you're less worried about that and more worried about the why first, but be polarizing, be, but you have to be true to your why. So that's, that's great. That's great information for today. And if you want to wrap up a wrap up statement, because we're, we're at time for the Brian Thomas podcast. Like All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, like I just want to basically tell everyone that like perfection is not reality. Um, it is not about how many people you know and how it's about how well you know them. And don't be transactional when you're doing an outreach as a personal brand. And again, as I've mentioned, you are your brand and your brand is you. And, you know, like just be real authentic to yourself because everybody else is taken. So just be yourself. Be yourself, so know your that. why, know your why, know your purpose, your vision, your values. Yeah, what is all the, that, the PVMV thing again? I think that's important for brand messaging. Your purpose, yeah. um, purpose, value, vision, mission, mission and value. and values. Purpose, vision, yeah. mission, vision, mission, value and for value. Your branding. I think that's great. I think that's great, and I hope all artists will. Yeah. Well, jump on that, and they can go to, was it brianrubiano.com? brianrubiano.com. And one thing that I want to leave, actually, and I know you resonate to this. This is very important for artists, too, because there's, like, especially with the COVID, with all the obstacles, mm-hmm. always remember, this is, like, from the power of Kabbalah by Yehuda Berg. I don't practice Kabbalah, but this is something that's very important. Madonna did. Obstacles. <laughs> there you go. Obstacles are our opportunity to connect to the light. 
transforming is the purpose of our lives and only an obstacle can create that opportunity. Ooh. Always remember Ooh. that. I don't see a snap. They have clapping, but I'm going to give that <laughs> two snaps in a circle. It is a chance to transform to to the light. And all those little colors in there yeah. make up that white light. All the rainbow colors, good, bad, and different. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brian Rubiano, for coming. You're welcome. Here, and I'll see you in my office tomorrow. It's a mess in here. <laughs> yes. Uh, but to everybody, oh, if you my. tuned in, there's going to be more every Wednesday, the Brian Thomas podcast. Have a good day and say goodbye.